Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Bismillah walhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala Rasulillah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Welcome to the Voice of Islam program. Alhamdulillah we have myself and Cheka Baba today. Uh, Sheikh, assalamualaikum. How are you? Waalaikumsalam warahmatullahi taala wabarakatuh. Alhamdulillah rabbil alamin. And how are you? Good alhamdulillah ya Sheikh. Um, so Brother Muhammad is away today, this weekend, and I believe Sheikh Hatim, if he's watching this, he must be somewhere in in Mecca or in Medina now because he's getting ready for uh, Hajj. Um, so Sheikh, uh, today we will do a little bit different today. We'll do a video. We'll do what we yeah. call it a um, uh, reaction video of yeah. our, one of our brother, you know, that's uh, very famous on the YouTube Brother Dawood, and he does a lot of funny contents. The kids likes to watch it. And recently, he put up a video about uh, he fell in love on, 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 with a girl, and he mentioned a few points on on the video, which I think that we should discuss here. And perhaps you know we can I can learn from it as well, and you know you can give some advice on this as well on on this subject, inshallah. Um, okay, Sheikh. So we'll start now. Um, uh, playing his video. So I'll start from the beginning and I will stop at four minutes, inshallah. Inshallah. <clears throat> I don't know how to start this, but yeah, let's go. So, uh, there was a time when I used to really, 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 really love this girl. Okay, she was not from my country. She did not live in the country that I lived in. And we have never met but we used to talk online. Okay, let me tell you guys how it all started. And most importantly, I'm making these videos so that you guys can learn from the life less, I mean, from my life experience. And inshallah, inshallah, something good can come out of this video. That's the whole intention. Most of the intention of making this video. <laughs> okay, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So it all started this was way before I used to, I've started making Islamic educational videos. I, before I used to make Islamic memes and comedy Islamic videos. So in those days, I had a follower. She was from another country and uh, she had a good profile picture. Her profile picture was very pretty and that's what actually attracted me. The profile picture contained her face, basically. And uh, every time she would like my videos or posts, I would see their notification of her profile picture. And sometimes I would stalk her, but I would never message her. One day in one of my posts, someone commented, Islamic group chat, like if you want to join. She was one of the ones who liked it. And I also liked it. I was like, let's see what happens. In the group chat, we somehow started talking. And then we started talking in private. SubhanAllah, um, we kept talking for a long, long time. It was all respectful, alhamdulillah. And we, even, look, no matter how you talk, whether you're promoting Islam, whether you're sharing, where you're telling the other person to go pray on time, you're sharing Islamic lessons, educational posts, still non-mahram to non-mahram talking is wrong, guys. I may be the worst person to be giving you this advice, but it is what it is. I have to tell you guys what the truth is. Sheikh, can you hear me now? Yeah. 
So that's yeah. the first point that we should um, uh, discuss, Sheikh, with regards to what Brother Dawood mentioned. So for those who don't know, Brother Dawood, I believe he's um, born in Saudi, but I think he's from Uzbekistan um, origin, ethnicity. Uh, and he, I think he also lives in Emirati, uh, in Dubai, I, I, I believe. So now, Sheikh, this is the uh, something that sometimes we made a mistake as well. When we talk to someone who are not of our mahram online, what are the things that we should do, Sheikh? Should we not do the same thing that we wouldn't do offline? We would not do it online as well? I mean, these are the guidelines. And perhaps sometimes it's, it's, <clears throat> it's a bit hard, you know, because you have your co-worker who are not your mahram and you have to deal with it on a, on a daily basis, on a regular basis. So what are the sharia and what are the, the guidelines there, Sheikh, for us as a Muslims? Wassalatu wassalamu ala Sayyidil Mursaleen, Nabina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam wa ba'd. Daughters and sisters, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Alaykum assalam. Alhamdulillah, Allah has made clear for us as believers that talking to a stranger, non-mahram, That we know when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the messengers, uh, sorry, to the companions, that if you were to ask them a mas'ala relating to the deen, ask them behind the hijab, behind hijab, behind a barrier. Now, what we are talking here is about communicating with someone there's a mile and miles, there could be miles and miles in between the two of you. However, what we don't do in talking to non-mahram face-to-face, we should not do it talking to non-mahram and communicating with them in any way, shape, or form, be it in form of writing, be it in form of chatting with videoing each other's, all that. Because if it is for the cause of getting married, doing it once with the mahram of the girl or of the woman being present, Islam allows that. However, to go on, on and on, on and on, and stalking people, Islam does not permit that. That is haram. And we know, recently, people are talking a lot about AI. And how to be careful of that. I mean, people are putting their own pictures online. People are putting their own photos online. You need to remember, even if you were to resign from these online services, your picture and whatever you put will remain there. To the time only known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that sort of 
building in relationship, building in haram relationship in any form is haram, let alone in the form of communicating with each others. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that to be mindful of the steps of the shaitan. To be mindful of the steps of the shaitan. Shaitan will beautify everything that is haram to look so cool and so nice. If person is not careful, he only sees the beauty of it. He will never see the ugly of it. And we shared, and we repeat this again, every halal thing is beautiful. But not everything beautiful is halal. And every good thing is beautiful. But not every beautiful thing is good. Understanding this from the point of view of Islam, is very important. Wallahu alam. Zakallah khairan So, what about um, with regards to um, dealing with the co workers, like you know, um, some of our brothers uh, or sisters uh, in a workplace, for example? And you know, you have to communicate somehow. And you know, this day and age, um, even though when you finish work, you still go home, you still have emails to reply. And sometimes the easiest is instant messaging, either WhatsApp, Messenger, um, you know, Signal, whatever people use, you know, Snapchat, uh, and whatever people communicate with, right? So what would be the, the, the right way for us um, when we talk to our coworker or those are non-mahram? And what would be, you know, how do we respond to it? How do we reply to the text message? And how, how are we cautious about it as well? How should we be cautious about it? <clears throat> The way to be cautious about this is, first of all, to communicate with non-mahram in terms of work-related matters should be professional, straightforward, to the point. Be it face-to-face, -face, and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, we live in a country where we are to understand cultures and understanding distances how far one can go Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam they have made this very clear for a believer to adhere to that is one secondly in terms of emailing or messaging again be it verbal be it in terms of writing you have to be precise, you have to be professional, and stay to the core of the message. Not to beautify it in a way that will lead or can be, someone can read between the lines, something else. Because that will be leaving yourself or putting oneself in an awkward situation where one can be called to explain. And we know sometimes allegation can be made against someone for the way they speak to people or for what they 
they have written to someone. And we know that it happens to politicians a lot. We know that. And it happens to many people. So it just, particularly from the Islamic point of view, it's just been to the point. Say, for example, if your manager write to you and say it is one-on-one -on -one meeting, she suggests time and day. All you need to do, she sends the invite, is to accept. She will be professional. If she is not, if you deem that might not suit your point, the from your side, the point of view of Islam, suggesting how this meeting can be done in line that meets Islamic lens, that should that should not be a problem. And now in New Zealand, particularly since 15th March. We know many organizations, many organizations are now providing prayer space for their staff and encouraging people to take leave when it's come for aid or allowing people or being flexible with staff for Friday prayers, for example. So if this is happening, Muslims should have not have Muslims should would not have an issue to adhere to the code of and to the command of Islam in terms of how to deal and how to manage issues pertaining to work related issues. Allahu alam. Just one more point with regard to what, um, you know, in, the, in that same clip that we watched earlier, yeah. he mentioned about that he, I mean, he's a very famous YouTuber. I believe last time I checked, it's about 1 million followers I mentioned before. Um, you know, he attracted to that girl online because of her profile features. And you see, and and this is something that I think we need to remind uh, myself and you, Chef, uh, you can remind all our viewers as well. You know, something as simple as like that can be the reason for starting something negative later. So we have to be careful and we have to be mindful of that. And as you say, everything is online, it stays online. It's hard to go away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's almost impossible to go away, right? So, you know... Do we as a Muslim, that, that, and any advice uh, directly share for the youngs out there? If you were to have your social media, um, what kind of profile do you use? You know, what kind of picture should you use? Because this is what attracted him. He, this is how it started for, from, from his perspective, from his experience. Yeah. You see, he stated that clearly. You know... We know the story of how Imam Abu Hanifa's father got married to Abu Hanifa's mom. Well, tell us the story, Shah. Okay, the story in short is his father was in a journey and he picked up an apple and he ate it. 
And then he recognized, he remembered that doesn't belong to him. He went to the, let's call him the security guard, the guy who works in the farm. And he said, does this belong to you? He said, no. He said, belong to my master. Where's your master? He's not here. And he said, come back. When he came back and he took him to his master, he said to him, please forgive me. He said, I will forgive you for one condition. I have got a daughter, you have to marry her. This story, I'm making it in short, brothers and sisters, bear with me. He said, you have to marry her. She is blind, she is crippled, all related health issues she has. And Abu Hanifa's father said, okay, I will accept it. If this is the condition for you to forgive me, I will accept it. He came back the following day. He went and he thought about it and he came. When they did the Akad, he said to him, go to that room, you find your wife. Sorry, your wife will meet you there. He went, she walked in. The most beautiful woman his eye had sighted. She wasn't blind. The reason he said she is blind is that she hasn't seen haram. And she was mute. Why? She never speak to strangers, non maharim. And she was crippled, disabled, she's not able to walk. Why? Because she never been into haram. She never walked into haram. And he married her and they got blessed with Abu Hanifa. Rahimahullah ta'ala. This is, this is just in short. Based on this, one have to be very careful because the saying goes in Arabic, it is nazratun, is seen, looking, and fakalamun, and speaking, famawidun faliqaun, and it will be followed by appointment, a date to meet, and a place where to meet, to commit haram. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warned us in Surah Al-Isra, Ba'da'uz billahi minash shaitanir rajim, bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Inna sama wal basara wal fu'ada, kullu ulaika kana anhu mas'ula. That the heart, the ill thinking of haram, wal basar, and the sight, the eyes, visions, all this will be asked about this ni'mah. These are to be utilized to obey Allah by opening the Quran and reading it and by walking, going to the masjid, 
by giving da'wah. But if you misuse it to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to look into haram, it is haram. We know many people who met online. When they met in person, I remember several years ago, I was reading, no, it was in the news here in New Zealand. A sister from, I'm not going to name the country, she got married. When she met her husband, the husband sued her. Why? Because in person, she wasn't beautiful as she appears with the makeup. He sued her. So we need to be very careful. Let beautify. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have made us beautiful. Let beautify ourselves for the deen only. Not for people to look at our pictures and our profile and accept it. By so doing, we are aiding shaitan on our brothers and sisters. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us, La tiyunu shaitan ala khik. Do not help shaitan on your brother or on your sister. We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us in the right path, the right path that is pleasing to him. Only pleasing to him. Amen. Jazakallah khair and We'll just play the brother's video again. Uh, just continue a little bit. I think this part here, I think, is quite interesting as well yeah. for us to reflect. Yeah. Uh, Very attached to this person, eight months or maybe a year. I don't, I don't remember, but it was all respectful. It was, yani, we never spoke something bad. However, I started getting very attached to this person. And one day I told her that I want to marry you and uh, I want to, I will talk to my parents and I will talk to your parents you know because i think you're a very religious person and i want uh, you to raise my children the way you are note point to be noted guys when i met her i mean when i when we started talking that was the stage when when she was becoming more and more religious okay so she wasn't very religious before however her family was mashallah like good religious people so she uh, was getting closer to Islam and subhanallah like uh, somehow by the grace of Allah she was also some one of some of the reasons that uh, I was also like saved or guided from a lot of wrong things and I will discuss that but let's continue with the story so I proposed to her and uh, at first she didn't agree she didn't really have feelings for me that's what she said but later on, she uh, she agreed. She accepted. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know, but she did accept. Subhanallah. So I then I told my parents about her, and uh, then she told her parents about us, and then I talked to her parents. Alhamdulillah, everything was going good. However, we used to have every now and then arguments. Like sometimes it used to be very 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 bad. However, I'm gonna say it clearly here. Even though we don't talk anymore, she's the one who blocked me. Yani everything is not worked. Everything is khalas now. But 
I'm gonna be honest. I think in my in my mind, Subhanallah, like Allahu alam. But I feel like I was the one to be blamed for all the um, the the reason why it did not work out. And I will come to that, inshallah. So I told my parents and all that stuff. And uh, also we talked about doing istikhara. Okay, point to be noted. When I did my istikhara, it wasn't good. I saw a dream and the dream was very scary. I told her and she was like, this is something to be very uh, careful of. However, I was in so much love with her. Like I was so dependent on her emotionally. You cannot imagine guys, I will get onto that. You guys will think, oh, this is maybe like online talk and then they broke up and everything is fine. No, guys, I was emotionally, mentally and in so many ways, so invested in her. Sheikh, what do you say? Hubbul Majnoon? No, no, I just wanted to say, yeah. right? Um, so... It's a couple of points from the video, right, Sheikh? Uh, I know I, I played it for quite long just now. Yeah. But two things, right? You mentioned about that, you know, because um, they've been talking quite a lot. So they've been having a lot of discussions and things like that and having a fight with each other. You know, sometimes, you know, in the, from the Muslim perspective, right? You know, when you marry to someone, you never know that person initially. You don't know much about her or him. And then you, know, you get married. And... Some of these people who are in that situation, I see sometimes their marriage lasts a lot longer. And because, you know, they just get to know, you know, like, like Brother Muhammad um, mentioned the other day in his video, like, you know, he said about, you know, sometimes you just do it and then what keeps you together because of the religion. And uh, um, and then you just get to know someone more after that. But obviously, you know, it's, it's hard to know because there's a lot of things about, you know, like this brother obviously he know the girl first he's talking a lot and then he got into a fight and arguments and whatnot and uh you know what what what's your take on that share okay alhamdulillah Abdul first of all i want to make it very clear brothers and sisters i'm not criticizing this brother at all I'm that's not right criticizing yes brother Dawood at all yes you know when islam prohibits something it prohibits bad thing for us. When Islam permits something, it permits something good for humankind. For mankind. This is point number one. Point number two, many marriages that are set through this online, many of them ends up in separation. Many of them ends up in separation. Number three, talking about istikhara, first of all, let's say this, love is blind. Love is crazy. <laughs> if one is in love with someone or with something, no matter how that person is, in terms of behavior, in terms of outlook, you will never see the ugliness of that person. You will never see his wrongdoing. If it is something, you will not see the ugliness of it. 
even if it smells bad to you because you've been blinded for you it smells nice no matter how it is ugly for you it's beautiful it it the most beautiful thing if you see it your heart pumps you feel energized if you don't see it you become depressed you become sick you become ill people knowing you or don't know you the moment they see you they ask you what is wrong with you what is matter <laughs> they ask you this all these fails through following the footstep of iblis istikhara when we do istikhara istikhara can be done at any time we talk about the proper istikhara the istikhara any istikhara that is not in line with the teachings of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam cannot be called istikhara because calling it so is calling something that on islamic same the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said it or did it or acknowledged it now when someone does istikhara doesn't have to dream something bad doesn't have to dream something white to say this is good doesn't have to dream something black doesn't have to dream red to say no this is bad no absolutely no istikhara rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said ma khaba man istashara wa ma khaba man istashar aw kama man istakhar aw kama qala sallallahu alaihi wasallam the person will not go disappointed if he was to consult and if he was to do istikhara and doing istikhara is when you for example i want to buy a toyota or i want to buy a cell phone or i want to buy any i want to start business i want to do anything i'm in doubt should i do it or no should i not do it then i do istikhara i offer two rak'ah reset dual istikhara and then atawakkal aqilaha wa tawakkal tayo kamal and have faith in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do istikhara and say okay i will go and buy it i ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help me in this you do it that will be it allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alam Zakallah khairan chair. I guess we can also talk about um uh there's a question here about the um proper way to do istikhara yeah. but before we go into that yeah. I think what uh, you know to to his credit what brother Daud has done here is yeah. a lot of us we we want we have something to ask right mm. Sheikh you know we have something important to make decision in our life what do we do we go and call so and so we call this brother yeah. we call this sheikh we call this scholar we ask everyone you know for an opinion when we ask everyone everybody we go and we reach out but you know what brothers and sisters we are muslim there's someone that we should reach out and this and he will respond to you and he's our creator our lord allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so and i think this is something that not many has put that in that decision making anymore sheikh and perhaps that's why we see many problems in our society we tend to go and then have this 
smart people and asking people that we we think that have the experience life experience i mean this is good as well i mean we're not saying you don't go and ask but we say that we should be asking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we have questions we need to be we need to use that this is one of the tools that was given by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's from my perspective right yeah. and i think this is the issue that we have now when we forget the way how things uh, should be done you know making decisions and thank you for clarification share and I wanted to follow up there about with that question that one of the questions here is, can Sheikh please talk a bit about a proper way to do istiqara? How do you do the istiqara? As this is, as is something that not many has have been doing. So. Okay, before I answer that, allow me to say yes. that uh, doing istiqara, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have told us, Udu'uni astajib lakum. Supplicate to me, I will answer you. To go and ask someone to do istiqara for you, that is not the proper way of doing istikhara. <laughs> you see, if I'm aching here and I ask someone to, to scratch it for me, they may put their nails in so hard I feel pain or so soft I don't feel pain. But when I do it for myself, I do it so, so properly. So don't ask anyone to do istikhara for you. Do it for yourself. And don't link istikhara to dreams at all. Because it is wrong. Proper istikhara is, brother, if you are able to upload for us the dual istikhara, which will, um, Allahumma inni astakhiruka bilmika wa kudratika al-azim, that is a dua, first one offers, one performs wudu properly and then offers turaka. In this turaka, you can recite anything. For example, Suratul Kafirun, Suratul Ikhlas, Kulaus Birabbil Falak, Kulaus Birabbil Nas, short ayat, and then you recite the dua of istikhara, the al istikhara. That's it. If you are 50-50, should I go ahead? No, should I not go ahead? After that, you go ahead, you do what you wanted to do. For example, you were thinking of opening a shop or buying a car. After the istikhara, you immediately go ahead, you do it. You have to work on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the proper way of making istikhara. One more thing I would like to add. You know, Brother Daud, Jazahullah Khairan Wafizahu Amin. Amen. We shouldn't think this advice applies to youth only. There are many mashayikh, many scholars, many imams who fell into this trap. Trap of communication with non-mahram, traps of meeting them, to a trap of having haram relationship. Many mashayikh are failing into this. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. I see, a, I see a question has been asked, do we, do we have to recite it by sitting or standing? Based on the hadith that where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Aqrabu ma yakunu al-abdu min rabbi wa wasajid. 
the closest time a person can be to Allah is when they are in sujood. Reciting it during the sajda will be the best option, will be more recommended, inshallah. And if you don't understand the dua in Arabic, you can utter it in your language because what you are doing, you are offering a you are offering a supplication that is uh, the scholars they have said we can supplicate in any other language if we want so long we are offering sunnah and this istikhara we know is sunnah wallah subhanahu wa ta'ala alam i hope that answered the question for rose uh, i think I, we'll just try to there's one question that i missed earlier yeah. And uh, and I think perhaps we'll mention this before I play another section of the clip. Um, I think this brother asked a question about the issue of having a fiance in Islam. Okay. You know, yeah. rather than getting married, you just have a fiance. You get engaged first, and then you spend time together for a few years, and then you get married. What what's Islamic perspective? What does Islam say about this? Is it something that encouraged in Islam, or is it something that's forbidden in Islam? If you can just explain this because it's become the thing now. People get engaged, become a fiancé for a few years before they eventually get married. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. A very good question. Um, you see, to do it in the manner of following the non-Muslims, that will be, that is wrong. In fact, we need to be very careful how we use this. Fiance in Arabic can be called khatiba or khatib. For example, maktuba or khatib. Maktuba is the one whose hand been asked for marriage and they have given the green light, they have accepted. In between that time to the time of doing the nikah, she is called maktuba. She has been asked for marriage. Someone have come forward asking her for marriage. Khatib also can apply to a person who gives khutbah. But here in this concept, we are talking about someone who have gone and asked someone's daughter's hand for marriage. He can be called khatib. Now, to leave it and say, you know, it is love first and then children comes later, you know, you have to engage and then understand each other's and then if things works out, you go ahead or not or leaving it or having children and then doing the marriage later on, even after, after having the children, that is not Islamic, that is haram. That is haram. Wallah subhanahu wa ta'ala a'lam. Jazakallah khairan shaykh. I'm just going to play this video here. Yeah. Uh, I think our brother is in pain after the girl blocked her. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just let, shaykh, if you want to say something, we'll just let me know and I'll post it, but I'll just play this video. Yeah, inshallah. Where she couldn't handle it anymore and she was like, uh, you know what? I can't continue like this. So we just... At that time, I was like, okay, if she doesn't want to continue, let's just end it. And that was very stupid of me. I, I don't know. It was, I don't think it was stupid of me, but like, I wasn't really thinking properly. Okay. It was in the heat of the argument. 
she said goodbye i said goodbye she blocked me and um you know like after like few weeks i would say the pain really really hit me it hit me so hard i was going crazy i was losing my mind you know how it happens in the movies even though we've never met okay you know how it happens like in the movies when you're really 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 when the hero or the heroine is really really attracted or uh, attached emotionally to that other person they go crazy right uh to the point where they feel like you know you know yeah stuff no i never that thing never crossed my mind but i can surely tell you guys the world felt like black and white i felt like there's no purpose left or like every second felt like an hour every hour felt like a day every day felt like a year so you can really say i was really heavily invested in this subhanallah so love is crazy sure <laughs> love is crazy anything this is what we said before by the way by allah this is the first time i'm listening to this yes we said before not every beautiful things mm. you can hear the voice the voice might sound so lovely and so nice from both end or the way you know the way it is written sometimes you hear people say you know i'm your oxygen you are my oxygen <laughs> some people say okay then let's talk at night i know you are very far i'm very far you know let's go out and look at the moon they set time they set time allah i'm not faking this they set time they say at this time precisely watch the moon i will be watching it so that you know we can see something together <laughs> at the same time allah musta <laughs> you know <laughs> when you live when we abandon mm. the teachings of islam on how to build relationship mm. we learn in the sea that sometimes people send messages my love for you is is deeper than the sea <laughs> subhanallah it is it is crazy at as he's explaining it and by allah this is the first time i'm watching this but i mean people you know we need to go back to the quran and to the sunnah anything that yeah. is started anything that is built with the foundations of islam yes there will be hard times but life is not that easy it is not always sweet absolutely there will be up and down but always if it is built on the foundation and the principles of islam they are will, they will come to a conclusion to satisfactory conclusion where issues can be resolved but if it is built on a fake plastic love no matter how wealthy the people are no matter how educated they are all will fail scrambling because it is built on haram allah subhanahu wa ta'ala adam zakallah khairan shaykh i wanted to add something on that but before there's a comment here maybe they are watching for the moon of zulhijjah shaykh <laughs> <laughs> allah understand no 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 this, they will be looking for 
the moon of the Tulu. The moon of the oh, okay. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Now, um, Sheikh, um, you mentioned, you know, this is actually quite good video because, you know, I mean, the brother, I'm sure he's in, his, I think, I believe he's in his 20s, yeah. right? Unfortunately, I see this as well, like, you know, being a doctor, you see sometimes younger, young people who are getting to, you know, these things, uh, you know, the relationships, and then they break up when they're young, and then it make them depressed, anxious, worries, and upset. Who, you know, so, subhanAllah, you know, it's, um, it's something like you say, you know, we in Islam, this then we don't allow this to happen from the beginning because sometimes maybe perhaps we are not ready for that yet. And it's very different from when you get married because when you're married, you show that you are actually responsible enough. You want to be responsible. You want to take responsibility. And this type of thing, I, I strongly believe, like, you know, obviously this brother never met the sister, never talked to the sister, all online. And but he really, 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 really likes it, and I strongly think that the shaitan play a big role here as well. Uh, you know, at making him loving these things, making wanting it so bad, and knowing that you know he probably will never because he doesn't even know this person. It's everything is online. You know, how do you even know that person on the other side and on the other side? And a lot of things as well, you know, the, the mistakes are, you know, when, when online, sometimes people behave differently from when we actually uh, in, in an outside world. And because, you know, like this is what we call long, long distance relationship and whatnot. So things might change, circumstances change, you know, and she might do th things, you might go to university, whatever, you know, and then the brother himself might do other things. And sometimes the expectation that being built up over this so long, the communication, I think he mentioned earlier about month few months you know and um, uh, you know can just be just just gone you know anyhow um, there's a few distracting comment here mentioned about you know local sighting or global sighting we won't go there Sheikh, and we'll leave it up for next time Sheikh. <laughs> I think I like one of the clip as well that he mentioned about um, uh, that the advice from his mother and I think we should listen to what he said here and I, I think, uh, subhanAllah, I hope in a, may Allah reward his brother. Amen, amen, I think amen, by him amen. sharing this, I mean, because it actually allows us to talk about this thing. And sometimes there are many younger people who are in this, who have this problem. They may be shy to talk about it. And because the brother mentioned this, people might actually reflect <clears throat> upon this as well. I mean, huh? just look just look at his body language. And yes. when he's talking about the trauma and the stress, he went through, yes. you know, his... <laughs> He's still, you can still, you, you, you see, you know, he's in pain. Yes, yes, true. That's true. That's true, yeah. sir. That's true. Uh, we'll just play a little bit now. And, uh, you know, I was crazy. My family was scared for me, especially my mom. I've, one of the, someone that I really uh, feel bad for is my mom because you know, mothers, they love their children more than anything. And if their children is going through something and they can't do anything about it, you have no idea how painful it is for them. So one of the most important thing I want to tell you guys is always love and respect your parents, especially your mother, no matter what, no matter what, no one in the world is going to love you more than your mother, whether you're a boy or a girl. Trust me, brothers and sisters, your mother. Yeah, Allah, I don't even know how to say this. A lot of guys go through this and they take that girl above their mother, subhanAllah. 
and may Allah forgive me I think I was in that stage too like I felt closer you know to that person however I would never never ever ever put anyone above my mother okay now um, let's see here are some of the lessons that I've wrote so I'll just stop there Sheikh. Yeah. I mean he mentioned about the putting you know this girl that he never met in person that he fall in love with right even more than what than her, his love towards his mother and i think this is quite good to talk about yeah, right absolutely. and and in a yeah shall let you I'll let you go go on that you then. know this is a, in arabic it's called shu'ur wa hub khayali it is a, <laughs> it is a imagining feelings and imagine and love of imagination you know it is something that uh, i pray that to allah that none of us or our children go through this i feel sorry for him jazakallah khairan for sharing for putting his personal stories online for people to learn from because he doesn't want people to go through the pains that he's been through. And for his mother to see her son this way, and she could not, and she can't do anything to help him, is very, very painful. That is why, you know, online marriages, meeting people, building relationship, establishing relationship online, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us many, many alternatives. I'm not saying it, it is all haram. If it is done properly, people can meet properly online and get married accordingly, according to the teachings of Islam, properly. That can be done. However, is indulging into the communication, having engagement, and leaving me too long before getting married. That is when Iblis will come in between. That is when one will start stalking the others. Accidentally, someone might be intending to send a message to another person and they end up sending that message to the other party or the other party got told, oh, I saw her today, you know, this is what she was doing and she was with so-and-so. Oh no, I saw him today, he was with so-and-so and this is what they, they were doing that is why islam islam made it very very clear in when comes to you the person that you are pleased you are satisfied with his faith with his deen and with his manners and with his manners or her manners then getting married and we also have to remember the hadith. This hadith is in Sahih Bukhari. I cannot remember the Rawi. Three things delaying them is not permitted. Delaying burying a person who have died, delaying it for no valid Islamic reason is wrong. And also to delay praying on time and also to delay conducting the nikah. To delay conducting the nikah. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam warned us to not to, to not to delay these things. And sometimes people say, "Okay, 
you know, let's do the engagement and then let's talk and then we do the marriage later. And then people change their mind. What a waste of time, what a waste of money, what a waste of everything. My last one out of lucky boss and the red part, Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, just do one video here. Yeah. Just do a little bit here and then inshallah, one last point for, for us today. Yeah. Uh, number two, always trust your parents' experience, okay? No matter what, okay. From this story, my dad was like, uh, I preferred you marrying someone from our culture. One of the reasons why this thing did not work out is because I, after I proposed to her and talked to her parents, sometimes I used to think to myself, her language is different, her culture is different. We have never met, my parents have never met her parents. They live, her family lives in another country. I live in another country. If I marry her and I bring her over here, of course, the first few months is going to be amazing, but there will be times when she will be feeling lonely. Imagine like my family is invited over to a family gathering and everyone in there speaks our language except for her and everybody's speaking and she just feels lonely, you know, um, other than that, imagine this for the rest of your life. It's not easy. Other than that, let's say um, sometimes, sometimes I, may Allah forgive me, may, I, may this day never happens, but I used to think, what if, may Allah forbid, I mistreat her and there's no one for her to go to. Her family is not here. My family doesn't speak her language. Even I mean, my family does speak her language, but she doesn't know our language. It's definitely gonna be hard for the girl. So I used to think that sometimes, and I used to feel like, I'm a person, if I hurt someone intentionally or unintentionally, I, it's very hard for me to breathe. Like I'm just, I'm a justice loving person. So so just wanna, uh, he mentioned something about trust the parents um, advice, right? Yeah. And I think in his situation, the dad think may not be a good idea because they both come from a different cultures. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we are nothing against having different cultures, Absolutely. but sometimes can be quite difficult yeah. when you have certain expectations that are different from another person, right? And we see this again and again. And unfortunately, sometimes, you know, I, I hear this every now and then that uh, some of the brothers and sisters who converted to Islam and they got married into it, sometimes they say it, it can be quite hard for them mm. because the cultures are different. To someone who was born in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the Muslim family and then they have a certain cultures that they follow through, they find it very hard sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, so I, I think, and the thing is like what he had mentioned earlier, when you're really, really love, in love with someone, when you're really crazy about someone, you don't listen to other people's mm. advice, right? You tend to um, ignore what was being said. You know, you don't want to accept it. You don't want to believe it, and 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 that can be terrible. And I think the thing is what we need to remember is our parents. They always want something good for Absolutely. us. Of course, there are certain things that are not correct, but majority of the time, parents always want good for you. So when parents give you advice, this is based on their experience. They are older than you. They've gone through more life you know than you do right they, they you know obviously you, know, you were born after them right so they have more experience they've gone through certain thing they will have some know some friends who have gone into the same trouble and perhaps they were just using their experience they were just giving certain honest advice and what's your take on that share i mean uh, i mean uh, if you see these cultures and things like that, i mean we come from we are living in new zealand the majority of us 
migrants from overseas, yeah. right? And we see the Muslims here yeah. from different backgrounds. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, his advice for us to listen to our parents, it is exactly what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala told us after commanding us not to worship because he said, "Waqada Rabbuka la ta'budu illa iya wa bilwalidin ihsana." He said that uh, your Lord have decreed that you worship none but him and be kind to your parents. And one of the ways and one of the means to be kind to parents is to listen to them, is listening to them, is taking their advice. If it is relating to only thing, your advice could be better than them, but still lower your wing, talk to them politely, take their advice. When it's come, remember the life experience Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed on them. None of your qualification can beat that. That is one. Secondly, as Brother Firdaus mentioned, every parent want their own children to achieve and to be better Muslim and a better person and to achieve in all forms. That is why listening to the parent and taking their advice is very, very important. Otherwise, if we upset our parent, we make them cry in a way that uh, we don't see the tears, but they cry in their hearts. You know, it is not good thing for us. It is not good for us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, alam. Zakallah khayran, Sheikh. I think that's pretty much it. I think uh, you got quite a few things in the video that, uh, but I think I, I thank the uh, brother Dawood <laughs> for putting that video. Yeah. Um, someone forwarded to me the other day, so I was listening to it, and and I think it's a it's a true reflection of the, and it is one of the reasons as well about getting married, right? Absolutely. Early, because this is what happened when you don't, you know, uh, you don't marry early, you might get into this, and you know, like one of the comments mentioned about, you know, the social media can make things. A lot more worse sometimes, you know, okay. and we do know that sometimes for there are people, there are those who have this relationship on social media and actually sending, you know, pic sharing pictures among each other, you know, and 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 this is wrong and this is dangerous and actually can destroy that person because as you said before, share whatever is online, it stays online, it doesn't go away, you know. So once you, you know, this is this is very, very dangerous. It's a very, very important reminder for everyone. Very, very important reminder. Absolutely, that is so true. Because sometimes people, when you share your photos, when the relationship goes sour, they forget mm. all the romance that existed before. Yes. They misuse that photos, those photos against you. And it is nothing but the halal romance. We know Rasulullah <laughs> told us that the best he said your wife's right upon you is to feed her when you feed taking the food and putting it in your mouth and take the food and put it in her mouth. Halal romance. Doing exercise together. Going for a walk together. Halal exercise. Halal romance. Nothing beats that. Remember, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam raised with uh, Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. 
I think he won the first one and he won the second one and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has he bitilk. Meaning that uh, your last winning is the equalizing goal in today's language. Meaning that one one. So nothing beat this halal relationship, this halal romance. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us, Walakum fi Rasulullah uswatun hasana. And there is a for you in the footstep of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah's messenger, a good role model. Any seeking, any relationship out of the boundaries of the teachings of the Quran and the teachings of the authentic Sunnah, though it might look cool, it might look nice, it might look tender, loving, care, it will fail apart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Zakallah khairan, Sheikh. I think we'll end here today. Um, I, I cannot forget your quote on uh, oxygen and uh, looking at the moon <laughs> together. <laughs> uh, uh, it might be your life experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jazakallah khairan, uh, uh, brothers and sisters. If you find this beneficial, please do forward and share. Uh, and I hope uh, it's a good program today and just discussing about these topics and issues. Uh, inshallah, uh, we'll see you again next week. Assalamu uh, alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa